The playoffs are upon us here. Grant and Warren, the track team, are South Hudson champions. The tennis team advances to the Hudson County semifinals. And the crew team comes up third in the Mid-Atlantic Championships. Find out how that happened and how the rest of the program did on this week's State of the Marauders podcast. Sergeant, here's Jude with nine, with eight, with seven. Sergeant scores! Jude Sergeant delivers with 5.9 left to go. What a turn of events, and the Marauders regain the lead, eight to seven. And here's oh. Tyler Bell, a double pass, wide open, caught, touchdown. Welcome, everyone, to episode number 113. We're sponsored, as always, by our good friends at D1 Media Pro, the number one live stream in the state of New Jersey for high school sports. In this week's episode, we're going to break down everything that happened in Marauder Land. We're also going to reveal to you all who won this week's Marauder Play of the Week. And we're going to reveal the five new candidates for next week's award. We can always be found on any list of devices on Apple, on Spotify, on Anchor. You name it, we're there. So be sure to search State of the Marauders or follow us on our social media profile at SOT Marauders to see all of our exclusive Marauder content. As always, I am your host from the class of 2010. I am Renato Rodriguez. And we're going to start off by talking about the news of the week. So in this week's news, make sure you download the app today via the link on our social media page at SOT Martyrs. And again, ladies and gentlemen, keep in mind, you know, the app gives you everything you need to follow your St. Peter's Prep Marauders. You got all the live streams, including the D1 Media Pro live streams. You got the Barn live streams. Again, big, big use this week as volleyball team take on Seacock is at the Barn. So get the live stream there. All the updated schedules, texting service form, play the week voting, and much, much more. So make sure you download the app today. Also, make sure you like and subscribe us on YouTube at SOTM Network. You know, you get full highlights. You get the podcast and video form. So, make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube. You get the first one to get all the highlights from all the big games that we cover on D1 Media Pro. So, Prep Hockey, they're still looking for some assistant coaches. And again, 
If you have some previous and current youth hockey, that is a definite plus. So if you're interested in working with head coach Brendan Roche, make sure you email him, rocheb at sprep.org, to get all the information in regards to being an assistant coach next year. Camps opening up this summer, including the baseball camp you can see here. June 26th to June 29th, July 31st to August 3rd, going from 8.30 to 12.30, either at Lincoln Park or Caden Point. Again, check out the link in our app for all the information in regards to this. But the good news is for ages 8 to 14, so if you're interested, make sure you sign up today. We also got the lacrosse camp this summer as well. I want to take this banner off so you can see if you're watching the video for this. From June 26th to the 29th, from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. from JFK Field in downtown Jersey City. So some more information on that. Make sure you click the link that's on app as well. And then some other camps this summer that are included are Prep Hockey with their Marauder Mini Camp on July 11th to the 13th from 645 to 8:15 for rising 7th and 8th graders from the Bottom Best Health Hockey House in downtown Newark. Okay, so if you're interested in that, sign up as well. We got the link to the website there. You also got Marauder Football Youth Camps as well. You have the 4-day July camp from July 10th to the 13th from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. at Keenan Field on the campus. Again, the JFK Field. They also have one-day June camps and June 27th from 5 to 7 p.m. Price, $50 per day for 5th to 8th graders. So, again, if you're interested in going to these camps and learning more about St. Pierce Prep football, make sure you sign up for that. And last but not least, you also have the basketball camp featuring head coach Alex Merbo and his coaching staff for people in grades 3rd to 9th from July 31st to the August 4th and August 7th to August 10th. Again, make sure you sign up for those camps today. It's very important. You know, especially if you're a prospective student and you're interested in learning more about the Marauder coach and Marauder way of doing things athletically, I think I sign up for that. So make sure sign up on the app for any of those mini camps. And again, if you want information, make sure to reach out to me at RRG's SPP. I'll give you more information as well. So in other news of the week, the golf season, ladies and gentlemen, has come to a disappointing end. You know, they competed in the non-public A tournament. They finished 11th overall, which is not bad, but no individuals qualified for an individual tournament. So, fortunately, their, their season's done. They're going to conclude 6-3 and three on this year. And, again, I want to give a quick shout-out. I want to give a quick thanks to all the seniors who have contributed to the team this year, including Ashkat Argawal, Kevin Gomes, Michael Cangiano, Santa Petroselli, and Liam Richardson. So, good luck in your future endeavors. And thank you again for what you have done 
for the golf team. The tennis team, they they are just absolutely dominant so far this season. They continue the dominance in Hudson County tournament play as they defeated Schneider 5-0 in the quarterfinals. At first single, Shiash Kana would win 6-0-6-0. Augustia Harsh would win 6-1-6-0. At second singles, at third singles, Lucas McKenzie won 6-0-6-0. At first doubles, Gene O and Kyle O would win 6-1-6-0. And at second doubles, Jeremy Cambridge and Jack Rousseau would win 6-0-6-0. So the Moors would only lose two sets. Not two sets, sorry. Two points. Two points in the whole contest. So that's a dominant effort I ever saw one. They are now 10 and 2 on the year. Uh, l- l- let's take a look now at what, what this Hudson County Turner bracket is shaping up to be here for your tennis murders. There it is. Bang! Right in front of the screens. You have Prep taking on McNair on Tuesday, 4 p.m., Lincoln Park, in the Hudson County semifinals. The winner of that matchup will take on the winner of Memorial and Sea Caucus in James Braddock Park. And that match will be on Thursday from Lincoln Park. So can the Marauders become Hudson County champions? We're going to find out this week. So we wish good luck to your tennis Marauders. So what else is on the docket? We're going to talk about some baseball, ladies and gentlemen. And again, it's just the same things. They finished the regular season 13 and 10. You know, they played well against county teams, but they're 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 they're, they're not they're not playing well out of county. You know, they they continue to struggle against non-conference opponents. They lost to three of them this week, including six to three to North Huntington, Matt Corwin, Lorenzo Camilleri. Adrian Rojas with RBIs. Mason Fisher pitches six innings in that loss. Gave up five runs in the contest. But then they turned things around against Memorial. They would win 7-2, and Adrian Rojas did it all in that game. He had three RBIs on the, on the day. He also pitched six innings, one earned one, and a whopping 11 strikeouts for the big right-hander. Matt Cohen, two for fourth in RBI. Sam Porch with two hits. Massimo Infante, Meehan, and Nico Duarte with RBIs each. And then Elder Lumper will shut the door with three strikeouts in relief. Then they took on two North Jersey powerhouses in Pope John, Don Bosco, and they would lose both games pretty badly. They would lose to Pope John 8-3. Joe Haynes did an RBI. Ray Stein did well in relief. Two in the third innings pitch, four strikeouts. Then came the matchup against Don Bosco. They start off the, off the gate well. You know, Justin Adaro, RBI, single in the first inning, making one nothing Mars, but then floodgates were open. Nico Duarte also added a double, but it was a six-run second inning for the Ironmen. They would win that one 11-3. And they're, like, as I mentioned, they're now 13-10 and 10 on the season, ladies and gentlemen. This, this, is not, this is not looking good, not looking good. You know, the defending Hudson County champions are the Marauders. They have done well, you know, all all season long. It's Hudson County opponents, but let's take a let's take a look at this Hudson County bracket to see 
where the Marauders would fall in. And they're the number two seed in this year's Hudson County Tournament. They're going to take on Hudson Catholic on Tuesday at 4.30 at Caden Point. You got Bayonne on top on the one seed. But for the Marauders' perspective, they got to take on either Ferris or Cardi, most likely Ferris, in the semifinal matchup on Thursday. And I, I, the cliche, cliche says it's hard for you to win three times against the same opponent. Well, the Marauders are going to have to do that twice to get to the final. They're going to do that against Hudson Catholic. They already beat twice. They got to do that most likely against Ferris, which they beat twice. But then here comes the X factor. It's going to be that top half of the bracket with Bayonne, Northburg, and Secaucus Union City. Because that's most likely going to be a, a Bayonne Union City semifinal. And the Marauders have already lost to both of them at one point this year. Uh, but Bayonne's on fire right now. They're one of the hottest teams in the state. You know, Aiden Paradigm. And company, they they have done a tremendous job in rallying the troops from that earlier loss to the Marauders. They are now 19 and 5 are the bees, okay? And before the loss to Rainey, who's arguably the number one team in the state right now, which I mean, come on, I mean, they're, they're, they're very good. They've won 11 in a row before that. So, and they only lost to Rainey 11 6, so it's not like, you know. They, they played bad. No, they, they were right in that game. So, it's going to be a tough task for Mars to repeat at, at Hudson County Chapel. I'm going to be completely honest. I, 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 it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. But they got to go through Hudson Catholic first on Tuesday. And then worry about what happens the rest of the way after that. But, if the Mars is able to get to the final, that would be on Miller Stadium. Saturday afternoon, 4 p.m. And that would be on Dio Media Pro. The run to the final will be on Dio Media Pro. Okay? Quarterfinals, Kevin Conley and I. Thursday, most likely Kevin Conley and I as well, depending on what happens in, in, in other situations. And then, again, do and me pro have the final from Miller Stadium on Saturday afternoon. So, we want to wish our Marauders for the tennis team and the baseball team good luck. But now, let's talk about the lacrosse team. And for the lacrosse guys, they 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 split the week again, you know. They had a two-game losing streak because they, they took on Columbia at home. Bianchi Divisional Showdown, potentially first place on the line. It was a tough back-and-forth battle. Mars were down 4-1 in the second quarter. They would rally back with five consecutive goals to get the 6-4 to four lead in the third quarter, but then Columbia was straight back six consecutive of their own. Jude Sargent added a late goal to make it 10-7, but that was a tough loss for them. Jude Sargent, three goals, two assists. John Kearns with two goals. Jed Warback, a goal and assist. Tommy Blunder with two assists. Jacob Halucki, five ground balls, 11 face-off wins on the day, with Henry Walker making 13 saves. Tough loss in that one, meaning the Marauders needed to do some, some damage on on Saturday against a very tough Montclair team. 4-9 going into the matchup, but facing against some very good competition like West Excess. They're taking on teams like Scotch Plains, Fanward. You know, they're, take, they're facing the top, some of the top teams in the state. So, what a big tough slave for the Marauders. So, I, I, I went to the game. I, I did the game with Ben Ostrilok on D1 Media Pro. So, 
let's take a look at the highlights from the game against Montclair. Kearns. Kearns to Warbacker. Looks like it's a minute Cagle to Sargent. Sargent to Cole. Cole had an opening. Here's Sargent. Scores! Jude Sargent gets his first of the contest on the feet from Will Cole, and it is one to one. Sargent setting up. Gets a pick. Goes to his right. Gets to go around the pick. Sargent gets a Warbacker. Looks like Montclair did. Warbacker. Oh. Scores! Oh. Jed Warbacker gets on the score sheet with 10.02 left to go, and it's now 2-1 to more. Warbacker to his right. Nice spin move. Gets it. Sargent. Scores! Jude Sargent on the exchange. Some Jed Warbacker. That's his second of the contest, and it's 3-1 to more. To Warbacker. To Cagle. To Kelly. Kelly yes. scores! Yes. Ryan Kelly on the man advantage, and it's four to two, Marauder. Sergeant to Kearns, back to Sergeant. Pass in front, yes. scores! The fee from Sergeant to Will Cole, his first of the contest, and it's five to three, Marauders. What a passing play. The Marauders absolutely dominating possession in the offensive zone. I mean, it's two and a half minutes plus of just Marauder ball and just shot after shot after shot. And they finally, they they, they get through. I believe it was Sergeant to Will Cole. Will Cole was able to bury it. Sergeant with two assists and a goal already in this contest. He's playing an excellent game. Will Cole playing a really good, playing a really good role as the bumper in most offensive plays that the Marauders draw off. Eagle. Passes, Sargent! Scores! Jude Sargent on the play. I believe that was from Brian Kelly. And it's four, six to three Marauders with 4.43 left to go. Shot blocked in front there. That's gonna be Finn Freeman again. He's had a good game on defense. Ball still loose. Mountain big possession. Good defense by Morris, not allowing a shot. Long shot, missed the net. Yeah, that's how you play. And that's a turnover. Good job by Neil Ward on the hustle. And, and Ben, this Marauder defense is putting on a clinic there today. Yeah, they're really putting on a clinic. I mean, clear. They're right back in this one. It's now 6 to 5. Holicki wins win. the faceoff. Great win there, Holicki. To rollback gets blocked in front. Mounties looking for the possession. Who gets there? Still loose on the ground. Still loose. Still loose. Picked up. Scores! John Kurtz picked up the ground ball and he flipped it backhand. The try is good with 57 seconds to go. What, what an opportunity there for the Marauders, Ben. Wow. I've never seen that before. Ground ball loose, kept loose. John Kearns picks up, goes backhand, top shelf for the 7-5 event. It's Pfeiffer, Pfeiffer on Cagle, Pfeiffer, Pfeiffer. Good intercept by Henry Walker. Truesdale goes to his left. 
The pass. Good save by Walker. Again. Henry Walker against Mikulowski. Another big save for Henry Walker here in the fourth. And now the Maui's now in transition. Here comes Mikulowski. Tosses it. Schmidt in front. Good save by Walker again. Henry Walker with three saves so far in the quarter. Gets it to Blunder. Good, good recovery there. Blunder. Sergeant. Sergeant. Scores! Jude Sergeant on the feed from Tommy Blunder. That's the fourth for Jude Sergeant. And with 7.32 left to go, it's now 8 to 5. Pfeiffer. Pfeiffer. Good intercept there by Finn Freeman. Oh, good play there. And he recovers and gets the possession. Schmidt behind the net. Gets a pick from Ward. Schmidt. Schmidt. Pass. Way high. That's another turnover. Excellent job by this Marauder defense all day long. Great job by the defense here. Don't make mistakes. Hey, Don't really shoot. Here's Ward. Shot saved by Henry Walker. What a quarter by Henry Walker. What a quarter. What a game. Here comes Connor Cagle now. Loses the possession. Here come the Mounties in transition. Schmidt spins. Schmidt in front. Nice save again. Henry Walker once again. Unbelievable. Here's Schmidt. Gets it award. They're going to need to go quickly. Ward. High shot. Saved by Walker again. Henry Walker, what a display here in the contest. Three ticks to go. Bransky, able to keep going. Bransky, Bransky, saved by Walker. Another one. Another save for the stat sheet. What an unbelievable. And the Marauders are going to get a big win on the road as the horn will sound. So the Marauders win this one, eight to five, your final score. Henry Walker, absolutely sensational. The Marauder defense was on fire. That's probably the best complete performance of the year by far. I mean, I, I agree. That was arguably the best performance of the year as a team, both offensively, defensively, in net as well with Walker. I mean, just absolutely phenomenal. Jude Sargent, four goals, two assists. Will Cole, Jed Warback with a goal and assist East, Connor Cagle with two assists, Henry Walker 16 saves, and now your Marauders are 8-3. and three. What, what a season it's been for the lacrosse Marauders. And we got Ignacio Mara back. Yes, Ignacio is back on this week's State of the Marauders hotline of the Chalk Talk podcast. You know, again, make sure you go listen to it if you're a sports fan. You break down everything professional, collegiate sports, so... Again, that's Chalk Talk Podcast. And he's not with Jackson Biamonte this week. He's actually with a special guest, sophomore lacrosse player, Daniel Bryan. And they're going to now break everything down from the team this week as well as seeing how the team is going to prepare for the upcoming matchups. They get three home games to end the regular season. Big one against Madison today on Monday. Pascac Valley on Thursday. And then Bergen Catholic coming in. That's going to be a huge rivalry matchup. On Saturday afternoon. So let's welcome in to the State of the Marauders Hotline Ignacio Morrow and Daniel O'Brien. So, fellas, 
take it away. Welcome to the State of Morris Hotline, sponsored by the Torna Bennett Group. They provide leadership solutions for nonprofit organizations, professional fundraising, intimate executives, and strategic marketing. They also provide sales, fundraising, and executive solutions for New Jersey businesses. For more information, call 201-932-0100 today. That's 201-932-0100. Welcome back to the State of Marauders podcast. I'm here with Danny O'Brien for some lacrosse analysis. Uh, last week, your Marauders suffered one loss to Columbia and a huge win against Montclair. First, we'll go over the 7-10 loss to Columbia. Jude Sarden had three goals. John Kearns had two goals. Jed Warbrecker had a one goal and one assist. Brian Kelly had a goal. Jacob Alecki had 11 faceoff wins and five ground balls, while Henry Walker had 13 saves. Danny, as a player, what do you think went wrong in this game? Well, the team started out strong with, you know, a lot of energy. We played very great first half of lacrosse. Then just took our foot off the gas in the second half. We were missing a couple crucial players uh, at the defensive midi position, such as James Jacoby, Adam Miziak. And, um, yeah, it's it was just a tough loss. We were really hoping to get that. They're not currently number one in the conference, and that would have been huge, but unfortunately we couldn't come through with it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that would have been a big win considering we're third in the Bianchi Conference at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but regardless, we have to win the next week. But are there any positives that could come out of this loss? Uh, yeah, no, I definitely attribute the win against Montclair to as the second that clock struck zero in Columbia. You know, it just lit a fire under us when we just wanted – we just really wanted it against uh, Montclair. You know, it it was all about the energy going going up against Montclair. Yeah, I mean that's a great that's a great answer. Just adding like a adding a lot of motivation for the next game, mm-hmm. uh, and especially a, a huge game. I mean, an A five win against Montclair is huge. Of course, yeah, yeah. So in that game, Jude Sargent had four goals and two assists, another outstanding performance. Jed Vorbacker had one goal and one assist, and so did Will Cole. Brian Kelly and John Kurds each scored a pair, and Connor Cagle had two assists, while Henry Walker had an outstanding game in the cage with sixteen saves. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on this game? I mean, it was a huge <clears throat> win for prep. Uh, any win against a, a team in the Fitch Pit Conference is huge. Of course, yeah. No, Montclair, while their record doesn't show it, they are a very strong team. Coming out with that win was huge. And not only did we win the game, we dominated it. You know, it was – and like I said, it was all about the energy. Uh, this was a personal game for somebody on prep. Uh, from Montclair, Jack Ostro, and he really got the team going, you know, straight from warm-ups. And Henry Walker, outstanding game, 16 saves, which he's proven to be, you know, average for him, you know. Um, Jude Sargent leading the team uh, in goals uh, really, you know, kept it going. And, of course, uh, just offense as a whole was very fluid, worked well, and great offense leads to great defense. So there you go. Yeah, I mean, it was a hell of a game, As even as a spectator. I mean, it was just back and forth. Prep went up a few goals, and you kind of tell it was over. Um, mm-hmm. But 
huge, huge win. I mean, as you said, their record doesn't show, but they have to play teams like Summit, Westfield, Scotch Plains, like some of the mm-hmm. better teams in the state. Yep. I mean, so yeah, just a huge win. Prep went one and one last week. Mm-hmm. And looking forward, we've got three games this week, the final three of the season until state. Mm-hmm. Madison, Pascac Valley, and Bergen Catholic. What are your thoughts on the game tomorrow against Madison? Well, Madison, as a Madison resident myself, you know, this one's personal for me. You know, it's going to be fun seeing all those familiar faces getting off the bus, you know, in Jersey City. Um, you know, it's Madison also in the Bianchi Conference. They're, they're currently seated second. Uh, and if we could really just hand it to them and prove that that Columbia game did not define us as a team, it would really just be great uh, for the team. Yeah, I, I believe that this is probably one of the most important games of the year coming up. Oh, 100%, yeah. And you said Pascac Valley. Uh, Pascac Valley, it's not a team we, we've seen before. You know, it's, you know, they're definitely someone to look out for. But all, if we if we continue how we played in the Montclair game, and if we continue that for the rest of the season, good things are going to come. Yeah, I think that that momentum could really be huge for prep. I mean, come, beating Montclair coming off a two-game loss streak, that shows resiliency from prep and the coaching staff. And it's just really impressive. And I think that this could translate into a win streak for the rest of the season. A hundred percent. It's especially uh, Bergen Catholic, you know, that's uh, definitely a school that I'm sure all of our listeners have heard of. And they're a very competitive team. A, a win against Bergen Catholic would really be huge for, you know, and show that this season is a turning point in prep lacrosse as a whole. Yeah, I agree. This would really put the state on notice, I think, because Bergen is a obviously a popular school and for multiple sports, and it'd be just the kind of a win would just show the state, wow, this team can beat a high-ranked team, a Bergen Catholic. That'd be huge. Yep. And I know you wanted to go over stat leaders for the teams to end off the podcast. What do you um? Let's let's go over stat leaders. Well, of course, there's Jude Sargent, who's leading in both goals and points, uh, combined points. But then there's a name who, you know, doesn't really get a lot of recognition, who I feel is very important and crucial to the team. We have uh, Tommy Blunda, who leads in assists. Mm. He's got 11 assists on the season. And, you know, he just hangs out there behind the goal, always, like, finding the right pass, you know, huge role player in the offense and is really underlooked. Yeah, I agree. Tommy Blund is a huge player and a huge playmaker. Playing X is very hard. And considering and he just has that speed and shiftiness that you really need to play X. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's done a tremendous job this year, especially making the jump from JV to full varsity starting. Mm -hmm. It's just really impressive to me this year. Yeah, it takes an athlete. And, you know, something that uh, Anil Ward said after the Montclair game really applies to Tommy Blunda. What else do you expect? You know, it's this is what happens when you put the work in. And that is something that Tommy's done. Yeah, I think Anil Ward is obviously a big leader on the team. That's a, oh, that's a great point. Great point by him. Um, so Jude leads combined points. How many points does he have and how many goals does he have? Uh, so he has 32 goals, 10 assists, which is a combined of 42 points. 
Um, yeah, which is really shows how, you know, important he is on the team. And, you know, not only does he lead the team in these stats, but he's really a great uh, upperclassman leader that uh, a lot of the younger guys look up to. Yeah, and then obviously Henry Walker leading the team in saves, starting goalie. But who leads in, in, in ground balls this season? Uh, who leads in ground balls? That would be Anil Ward, who, you know, coming off of a outstanding freshman year, uh, he, you know, you, re- you really just expected him to keep going, and he's definitely stepped up. Yeah, he picked up right where he left off and then just went up. Like, everything's been better. He had an amazing mm-hmm. season last year. He's having an even better season, arguably, this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then there's also uh, Jacob Halicki uh, at faceoff, who's really – you can't win games without possession, and mm-hmm. he does a great job of getting us the ball. You know? uh, one, of the, one of the goals in the Montclair game was actually based off pure grit and hustle because Jake, you know, just a pure dogfight for the ball. That was led by Jacob. Yeah, he's a really impressive player, and he stepped up this year tremendously. Mm-hmm. And I, I, that, that's really just how you win games, just have possession and communicate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, huge. So overall, Prep went 1-1 one and one last week and had an important win against Montclair, a statement win, really. And then this week, all the games are home at JFK Field. We've got Madison on Monday. Thursday, Pascack Valley, and Saturday, Bergen Catholic for the home regular season finale. Mm-hmm. Come support your boys, JFK Field. Come pop out. Let's go. Pre- I'm here, Ignacio Amaro, with co-host Danny O'Brien. You have a good one. Thank you to Ignacio and Danny for their insights and analysis. And again, let's see how 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 the lacrosse team would do end the regular again. Three games at home to end the regular season. Madison, a big one today. You got Pascal Valley and Dirty, and then Bergen coming into town on Saturday. You got to support the team. Try to get to 10 wins. That's That would be a huge accomplishment to get a 10-win season for head coach Andrew Watts in his second year again. If you remember last year, ladies and gentlemen, this lacrosse team, although they, they made leaps and bounds improvement from where they were a year ago, Remember where they were a year ago? They were a five-win team. So they get to 10, double their win total again. Got to get good props to Andrew Watts and his coaching staff for the job they've done all year. So let's see what they're able to do here as the regular season is about to end. In other news, volleyball. and I, I, I'm lost to words of this volleyball team. Their losing streak is now down to six. They're, they're limping into the Hudson County team. They're going to be the number 10 seed, and they're going to play in the playing tournament. Usually, we don't see this out of the volleyball team. It's very concerning to see. You know, they lost all three games this week in straight sets, including on senior night. This is Bayonne, 25-20, 25-15. Owen Sanchez, six digs, seven assists, eight serve points. Michael Shipman, three kills, three box, four digs, one serve point. Anyway, there are nine digs, two kills. Kyle of Gorm, eight digs, six serve points, and one ace. Against Carney, they will lose 27-25, 25-18. This is Carney on the road. They battled in that first set. And even though the game against Bayonne, they were battling. They had leads at some point in both sets against Bayonne, but they just, the Marauders have had a tough time able to finish out games and sets, and they continued again against Carney. 
Owen Sanchez, six digs, 13 assists, five serve points, one ace. Michael Shipman, 10 kills, six digs, one block. Andy Rivera, six digs, four kills, five serve points, three aces. Jacob Turingen with four kills and three digs. Kyle of Gorm, eight digs, three assists, and two serve points before the Marauders will head out to Hillsboro for their final regular season contest and will lose 25 to 12 and 25 to 15. So now they are four and eleven on the season, ladies and gentlemen. Again, if you if you know prep volleyball, this is not not the norm for them. This is a, a big time struggling of a season. But again, they still got time to to amend things. They got the first round of the Hudson County tournament against Sea Caucus. I think they were the sixteenth or eighteenth seed in the playing. So that's gonna be live at the barn, four thirty p.m. start. So make sure. You support your Marauders if you're coming out for that one. Stay tuned to the SOT Marauders page for the up-to-date bracket information and all the updates to their season. Hopefully, they can go far in the Hudson County Tournament because, you know, they, they're going to need some some big oomphs to, to, to get past these teams. It's a very tough tournament. Got Harrison, Carney, got Bayonne, North Bergen. It's gonna be it's gonna be tough if, they, if the Marauders are able to win this one. They're most likely to play Dickinson in the next round on the road, but it's not really on the road because Dickinson is literally two blocks away from school. But it's gonna it's gonna be tough sledding for this live ball team. Let's see how they end up. Let's see if they could, they could prove the experts wrong and, and make a statement in the Hudson County tournament. The track team once again wins. The South Hudson Championships in the 110 meter hurdles. Chad Tramel would win it at a time of 15:45. Noah Willingham in fourth, Corey Greenfield in fifth. And the 110 meters hurdles for the freshman squad, Chad Stone would win it at a time of 16:46. And the 100 meter dash, Jam Shank would win it at a time of 11:39. Del Lindsay in second by four hundredths of a second. Chad Tramel in third, Corey Greenfield in fourth, Isaiah Polanco in fifth. So the Marauders will go one to five in the 100 meter varsity dash. And the sophomore 100 meter dash, Nick Pucciselli, the basketball celebrity star that he is, would win that race by one hundredth of a second at a time of 11.88. For the freshman 100-meter dash, Neko Lizzie Lickens would win it at a time of 11.63. Jordan Rodriguez in second, Christian Cruz in fourth, and George Rutan in sixth. And the 400-meter hurdles on the varsity squad, Eddie DeBella will win it at a time of 56.97. Chad Stone in second, Noah Willingham in third. So the Murders will go one, two, and three in the 400-meter hurdle race for the varsity squad. And the 1600-meter run for the varsity squad, Taran Moran. We're winning at a time of 428.84. Richard Harrington in second, Liam Rocks in sixth, Abraham Went in seventh, and Dante Lamentia in tenth. And the sophomore 600 meter race. Nate Palmerino would get fourth place, Daniel Nemeth in seventh, Peter Franco in eighth. And the 1600 meter run for the freshman squad, Cheyenne Hurley would win it at a time of 509.55 with Liam Teleska in third. And the 400-meter dash in the varsity squad. Eddie DeBella would win it at a time of 51-26. Jason Peterson in second. Nick Petruzzelli in fifth. Pape Racina Nadai in eighth. 
And the 400-meter dash of the freshman squad, Matt Pecco in first place at a time of 54-44. Jordan Rodriguez in second, Aiden Dunn in third. So the Mars will go 1-2-3 and three for the 400-meter dash of the freshman guys. Alvin Lindsay in eighth, Liam O'Neill in tenth. And the 800-meter run for the varsity guys, Terran Mohan in second, Colin Rutledge in fourth, Aiden Poocher in fifth, Luke Schreiber in tenth. And the 800-meter freshman race, Aiden Dunn ends up in first with a time of 2.14.12. Eli Thorman in fourth, Bryce Mays in fifth, Jack Fitzgerald in sixth, Kabir Farnham in ninth, James Broder in tenth, and Luca Merletti in eleventh. And the 200-meter dash for varsity guys, Del Lindsay would win it at a time of 22.8. Note the Lindsay in third, Chad Chamel in fourth, Corey Greenfield in fifth, Isaiah Polanco in sixth. And the 200-meter dash for the freshman Neko, Lindsay Liggins, would win it at a time of 23.45, which is two one hundred of a second faster than Matt Pecco, who ends up in second place overall. So prep was just prep to end that one. Christian Cruz in fifth. And the 3,200-meter run for the varsity guys, Ivan Rocks in third, Lucas Hernandez in fourth. And the long jump for the varsity guys, Champ Shake would win it at a score of 19.11.5. Chad Tremel in third. For the long jump freshman, Netco Ludzie Liggins would win it at a score of 18.8. Eli Farmer in third. For the triple jump varsity, Noah Willingham would get first overall with score 41. And the javelin throw for the varsity, Julian Cruz will end up at first with a score of 145.07. Jaden Lambert in second, Chris Cambridge in third. And the shot per varsity, Brandon Montemayor would end up in second overall. Mason Simmons in fourth, Matt Zapata in fifth, and Harry Massey in ninth. And the shot per for the sophomores, Joseph Bird would win it with a score of 33-2.75 with Zachary Casper in fourth. So how much did the Martyrs win the overall South Hudson Championships by? Well, they won it by a whopping 157. Yes, 157 points over the second place team Schneider. So that's a big round of applause there. Great job by the track team putting on a clinic at the South Hudson Championships. Now, in the Glen D. Lockhart Games that happened this past weekend, Del Lindsay would end up in seventh at the 400 meter dash and the 110 meter hurdles, Corey Greenfield in second, Chad Jamel in third, and the 400 meter hurdles. Corey Greenfield in third, Eddie DeBella in seventh, and the triple jump, Noah Willingham in 11th, and the shot put, Brandon Montemayor in 13th, Mason Simmons in 15th, and the discus throw, Mason Simmons in 14th, Javelin throw, Jaden Lambert would end up in 13th overall. And as a team, they were tied for second with 20 points overall, 13 behind first place Newtown. So again, great job, both, both events for our Marauders this week. So, what do they got on the docket? Well, they got the Hudson County Championships on Thursday from Sea Caucus, while the freshmen and sophomores will compete this weekend in the New Jersey State Freshman versus Sophomore Championship on Sunday from Lawrenceville. So, good luck to our track marauders out there. Well, last but not least for the week, the crew team will end up third place overall at the Mid-Atlantic Championships because the freshman 8 would get third place overall and the novice 8 
on Sunday got fourth place overall as well. So great job by your crew, guys. They had a big weekend ahead. They're going to take on the Stotesbury Cup. Big event across the nation down in Philadelphia on Thursday through Sunday. So good luck to your crew team to try to see if they're not only the, one of the best teams in the state, but arguably one of the best teams in the country as well. So, before we sign off on this week's episode, we have a message from Student Club President Ben Novoselic to the St. Peter's Prep student body. So, Ben, take it away. Hey, everyone. This is Junior Ben Novoselic, the president of the State of the Marauder Sports Reporters Club. If you're a student at St. Peter's Prep and you want to get involved with sports media broadcasting, come to one of our club meetings. Dates and times of the meetings will be published on the daily announcements. But if you want more information, you can just email me at novasolagb 24 at students.spprep.org. We look forward to seeing you guys. Thank you to Ben for that announcement. And for those students listening out there, we have one more club meeting. Now, this Wednesday, eight day. It's the last eight day of the year. So make sure you stop on Bri to the Browning Center and join the State of the Marauder Sports Recorders Club. We're going to have a lot of content for the spring season, still going, going, and we'll start preparing for the fall season as well. So make sure you tune in to our club meetings every eight day during community period right after homo. So last but not least on the docket, we have the Marauder Player of the Week Award. And again, let's talk about last week's nominations. We had the O brothers, Gene and Kyle from tennis, Liam Richardson from golf, Nico Duarte from baseball, and Del Lindsay from track. Let's get a drum roll, please, to reveal this week's Marauder Play of the Week winner. And the winner, ladies and gentlemen, with 48% of the votes, it came down to 25 total votes between the two. Great job voting, by the way. This is one of the, the best total finishes I've seen in the votes. All, all same runners long. I mean, 48 to 47, 25 total votes separating these two. But the winner of this week's Marotta Play of the Week award goes to senior golfer Liam Richardson. Congratulations to Liam for this accomplishment. And now let's reveal five new candidates for this week's award. So we're going to start off with the tennis team. Okay. This guy has not got nominated yet. I think he deserves a nomination. He, he and his partner, Jimmy Camber, absolutely destroyed their Snyder opposition this week. That's going to be. Jack Brousseau. This guy absolutely made a statement with his bat and with his gloves and with his arm on the mouth. The one, the only, Adrian Rojas. Now the lacrosse team, they're going to get two nominees this week because both these guys helped the Marauders in both games this week. First, it's got to be the goaltender who's been there all year long. Mickey save that save, probably an all-state can, in my opinion. It's the junior, Henry Walker. And this guy is leading the Marauders in scoring 30-plus goals on the year. 
again, back-to-back hat-tricks. He had four against Montclair. Got to give Jude Sargent some love as well. And last but not least, this guy on the track in the South Hudson Championships won two big events for your Marauders, and that's going to be Eddie DeBella. So make sure you vote on the app, and you have until Saturday, May 20th, my dad's birthday, 2023, at 11.59 p.m. Eastern. Okay, not, not Western, not Central, 11.59 Eastern. And make sure you only vote once for who you think should be this week's Marauder Player of the Week award. So make sure you set and cast your votes today. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for another edition of State Marauders Podcast. Continue to spread the word by sharing our social media profile at SOT Marauders to everyone you know and continue to check them out for all of the latest updates. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we hope to see you all next week, and hopefully we can talk about some trophies coming to Grand and Warren. Because it's that time of the year. I want to see some trophies. So thank you to everyone again, and as always, let's go. Hey, this is head athletic trainer Joe Lasella, and you are listening to the State of the Marauders podcast, sponsored by D1 Media Pro, the number one live stream in the state of New Jersey for high school sports.